1: This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. We are not live, I should make mention of this. We are pre-recording. Tom has a vacation set for the, mini vacation set for the bye week, going out of town. So we needed to knock this out a little bit early today. Not a lot's going to change during the bye week anyhow, so it's going to be fine. Fresh content for today. It is recorded from Today. It's just not happening right at this very moment that you're listening and or watching. And if you are watching on Warchant TV, thank you very much. Appreciate you doing that. Why don't you get a subscription? Go ahead and get started here with the Warchant gang, as this is going to be a fun season uh, from this point forward. We said that going into the season. Now, I think it's gotten even more intriguing in a weird way. I think that's kind of what I want to dive into here in a second. On Twitter, by the way, it's at Cameron Show. And yeah, alas, we're caught up. Here we go. Let's talk. Let's figure out... uh, What's what for Florida State? I think it's all about getting healthy. For Florida State, I think it's all about figuring out uh, why you can't run block and you know, how quickly can you get Jordan Travis back in full strength? Because if that's the case, then I think it's going to be easy peasy coming out of the bye week against Virginia Tech. Who, if you watch play, and Tom, I don't know if you have, but man, they're not good. That's uh, they do have a mobile quarterback, they do have a guy that'll run around so. If we want to fool around and make it interesting like we did against Boston College, I suppose we could.
2: Everybody on the schedule. You know, mobile quarterback, Virginia Tech, Garrett Schrader. He's more of a power mobile quarterback for Syracuse. Riley Leonard could move. I'm sure Wake Forest with the mesh. I count that as a mobile quarterback because you got to make decisions if you're a linebacker. It just goes on and on and on.
1: Well, Graham Mertz isn't mobile at all, and I wouldn't yeah. count but Tyler Van Dyke as very mobile either, so I think we'll be all right with the uh, uh, rivalry game.
2: Is it, wait, wait a minute, though. Is that a matchup advantage for Florida State where the defensive line can finally show out? You know, the stats aren't racking up, but I think they're playing well. So I'm, there are times when, you know, you have a star and expectations and they're not playing well, and you think, uh, are we okay? Yeah. See Trey Benson, you know, like that you're asking questions or, or the offensive line you're saying what well, what gives here yeah but uh, not for the defensive line I think they're playing quite well I think they let him roughhouse a little bit on Saturday at Clemson but if you get a, a statuesque quarterback yeah maybe they rack up a big day
1: Oh, I think they would. I think they would. I actually think they are playing quite well, uh, save for the Boston college game where they were awful. But uh, outside of that, uh, I do think, and I think they were sick. So that's kind of part of the problem there. They, the rotation was limited. They were under the weather. The guys who did play weren't feeling well. So to some degree, I'll give him a pass there. I don't like to make excuses. But it,
2: but you said before the Clemson game, you know, it, was this a one-off weird situation for Josh Farmer? I think the answer is yes. Josh yeah. Farmer took over three or four plays in an unholy way. And I, you got to give Klubnik credit. He got rid of the ball quickly. His pocket presence was better in this game than it had been all season long, even though he had one important whiff in that situation with pocket presence.
1: Well, and this is this gets into an area where I think Adam has a chance to have a good last eight, nine games, or however many four stadiums he ends up playing. Um, I, I think now he's been forced to to reckon with the idea that they aren't this thing he'd like them to be, and they are this other thing that we consistently see in the second half. i mean when 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 he decides, okay, this isn't working. I'm gonna have to ratchet up the pressure, and I'm gonna have to let my front four eat and just tell him to go like a bat out of hell. And, and and rush up field, and we'll worry about scrambles uh, if it happens. But we we've got to be we've got to play aggressive. We've got to play very aggressive, and we got to play you know let our guys play man and be athletic out there on the edges. And I mean, when that happens, Florida State is better when they than when they play back in a the zone. They don't really play it well, and and that's been going on for years. I'm tired of it, but at some point you just have to accept the fact that this is who you are. This is your personnel and get after it listen i love renardo green i trust him i'm fine with him on the one side i need fintrell cypress to be a lot better than he's been um he hasn't been great but he's not you know dreadful uh and i and i trust a couple of the other guys i obviously they need to get Akeem dent back because kevin knowles is a is, is not playing well is, is a problem out there for them yep. um he's just not he's he's actually he's been terrible um so it's it's you got to get a guy back, and, and you got to hope from there that you're you're better off, at least in terms of these busts. But that's who we are defensively.
2: Yeah, I brought a visual aid to the party, buddy, about right. uh, uh, aggressiveness on defense and numbers. I saw this yesterday on social. Uh, this is from Sports Info Solutions. As yeah. it happens, I like them more in, in, in the advanced analytics that they look at. It, they're um, awesome. Yeah, and you so you get little nuggets here, and it's from College Football Film Room on Twitter. you got to credit properly. But if you look at that bottom bullet point, Florida State allowed 6.1 yards per attempt with a light box and 2.3 yards per attempt with a stack box. Yeah, there you go. That's all about passing. That's only about passing. And the, the note before can talk about uh, uh, the couple of notes before can talk about the defensive line. But when you play aggressive, all that means is when you play aggressive, they don't have as much uh, much success in the passing game. It's still a net win for you. Even if you're going to bring the house and you're going to be susceptible to a slant here and there, in the long term, over the long haul, it is of large benefit to Florida State the more aggressive you play.
1: Speed them up. Speed quarterbacks up, especially young quarterbacks that don't have a ton of experience. This is what drove me nuts against Boston College is what drove me nuts in this game early in the first half. Why are you allowing a guy to get comfortable in the pocket and giving away free passes in the middle of the field to somebody who's trying to garner confidence in a game of this magnitude, who isn't sure they can play at this level yet because they haven't had to. And then you're just allowing him to stand there clean with no pressure and make the easiest throws in the world. Damn it, man. Don't yeah. do that. We, how did we not learn our lesson from Boston College? I get it, at least with Boston College, you were scared he was going to take off. But, man, come on. Look at the end of that game in the fourth quarter. We brought the house against Boston College just because we knew we, we got to speed this kid up.
2: Yeah, yeah. the, um, the schematics, the teaching, whatever you want to call it, uh, against Boston College in that fourth quarter, when you're playing back and soft – for some reason, when the linebackers are in a spy, and they were, they, they did not run a spy at Boston College. Right. They decided to go cover somebody else instead of stay where they need to be squared up with, with Castellanos, which is crazy. Um, but that speaks to they're not being prepared properly to handle that moment because that can happen. So when you prove that you either you're not hearing what I'm saying, you're not listening to what I'm teaching, I don't need that on the field anymore. And you can still try. Here's the problem is I think they're gonna be tempted. You have a bye week to try and clean it up. And then you've got Virginia Tech to try to reinstall those principles so you can run it better. But I think when push comes to shove, when you play the Miamis, uh when you play I guess Florida to an extent down the road, but probably Duke and Miami, I would just pin your ears back and go, man. Because the worst case, we talked about this preseason. Worst case, you give up an explosive and maybe they score, or maybe it speeds up their drive. Yeah,
1: but you get an it. extra possession, and let's go.
2: Right, even if it, let's say it's a 50-yard a, a play, but then you get stout in the red zone, they kick a field goal. You just sped up their possession by two or three minutes. What does that do? That gives your offense more at-bats with the ball, and we do think this offense is going to be better. I think you've got two mirages. You've got the Boston College mirage of uh exhaling in the flu, and then you've got, Clemson's really good on defense, so it, it skews the perception and the projection of what we have for for what's going to happen moving forward. You're not facing a defense like that again.
1: You know it's what I find fascinating though, so I can argue this compellingly, I think, both ways. I don't like to deny evidence of of problems for my team. Uh, And, and, and I'm not saying you're doing that, but we all can because I think you're right to point out that they were really, really depleted against Boston college. And they got up 31 10 and probably exhaled, but they also made really poor decisions. Your defensive coordinator did not have a good game plan coming in. That is unequivocally true. You gave up the two things you didn't want to give up. You gave up big plays and you let him run and you, and you, I mean, Everything that you wanted to do, you didn't do until it became evident that you had to ratchet up pressure out of desperation.
2: Yeah, let, let me clarify. I'm talking about offensive efficiency moving forward. I'm talking about specifically the offense. I think those are the mirages, the Boston College games. I think you're going to see explosiveness and consistency at a higher level because really good defenses make you look silly on offense. I mean... Uh, here's one thing. I'll go solo screen. Well, now I'll keep it on as you're turning the light off here. The NFL playoffs, when you look at a quarterback's record, his efficiency and his numbers when Peyton Manning's playoff career or even Tom Brady's playoff career, they're still good numbers, but they're not nearly the same as they you are. You know, good team. teams, yeah, have something to say about it. Because good teams make you look worse. Yes. And and Clemson's defense is is bound to make Florida State's offense look a lot worse because I think that's the best they're going to see on at least in the 12 game schedule maybe even longer than that and so that's where again that's one of our four pieces of of data the Boston College disappointment is another one of those pieces of data and I think we're overemphasizing two things that aren't just that are not going to be there moving forward for the next eight games speaking only about the offense well if Jordan gets healthy I
1: mean, I think that's he's clearly bothered by this. I mean, it's probably just the shoulder. I don't know that it's anything else, but it has affected his accuracy. Yeah, it has affected his choices. It has affected whether or not he'll stand tall in the pocket and step into throws. It has affected whether or not he'll ever scramble ever. I mean, my God, this guy was a prolific runner, and you can't, you got to beg him to run now. And that's because they're protecting him and because he's hurt. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that a major aspect of what he does that opens things up for this offense, including the running game, is not on the table. And now, because it's been put on film that he won't run, defenses don't respect it at all. And they walk up everybody and say, You're not going to keep. You're not yeah. keeping. We know you're not keeping. And so it's, I mean, that is not, if that doesn't get remedied, this offense is fairly pedestrian.
2: Yeah. uh, I think, however, your offensive line, which has been maligned for the right reasons, uh, is going to perform better moving forward with greater consistency at running the football, especially when you make one move or two in terms of personnel uh, shuffling to get a better five out there. Yeah. So If that happens, then you create better rhythm. And you've got more balance. The the hard part for me, it's not as much about Jordan's running ability, it's the accuracy on the downfield throws. I I call this into question after the Southern miss game.
1: Yeah. We there were it.
2: so many underthrows in that Southern miss game. It was ridiculous. The deuce span throw, uh that's down the left sideline. Uh there's a there's a thrower Let to field, Johnny over boys. the middle of the field that's deep. Like uh, what I think happened was he, he knows that a 50-50 ball, there's a better chance you catch it on an underthrow than an overthrow when you're throwing a Keon or or Johnny, and maybe there's a bad habit there or something, but that predated the injury. Those so deep that's ball my point. That, predated the injury.
1: That's my point. Po- pre-injury, he wasn't accurate down the field. Post-injury, he's not accurate down the field. He's overthrowing guys now as opposed to underthrowing him. It's really weird. He has not been, as a passer, nearly as good as he was a year ago. He hasn't. And there are a variety of reasons for that, some of which you can blame on the injury and some of which you can't. So it's really frustrating because it's hard to know what's what. And I just know that he's not playing great. He can play a lot better. He has played a lot better in the past. So if you get that version of Jordan back, the Jordan that we've seen play really well for extended periods of time, oh, then Florida State's offense will be humming. But, you know, yeah. these, this is this fun thing to kick around because I think it leads to conspiracy theories. It leads to paranoia. It leads to, I mean, I can see, and we've all had these discussions. All of us have. Um, I, I will tell you this. Yesterday on Seminole Headlines and also when we did the show on Monday together, it, more than once it's coming into the chat and because I know other people are thinking about it. They'll say things like, and I'm paraphrasing, but I'm kind of grouping together this, the concerns and just saying, you know, pretending it's one person question. They've got to rein Jordan in. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think in addition to all these things we're talking about, a yeah. come to Jesus needs to happen.
2: Well, yeah, there there was a comment. Did you discuss the Alex Atkins comment from a couple of weeks ago? On I headlines? might have, which one? Well, Atkins had said that you know, George wants to know everything. Like this is, yeah. it's your favorite. Everybody, it's a golf analogy, but you know, there are two types of golfers according to a great coach here in Tallahassee and some great coaches uh, in the game. Dudes that want to know everything, and then Boo Weekly, who doesn't know where he is. Yeah. You know, and he's just he sees the ball and he hits the ball.
1: Yeah, he was. So, he was a. Uh, Ball striking Jesse for a very long time, yeah.
2: Right. You got calculus, and then you barely got arithmetic, right? So which one are you as a golfer? That's an important thing to figure out so that you can manage your game. Jordan is smart. This is not me saying that he's not smart, but he's asking for all of the answers. Alex Adkins said he wants to know the why of everything. And you see how much more, even more often, he's checking at the line of scrimmage. And it's a a five- to ten-second process where they're going through all of these little switches. And you know what? Kudos to them for being able to pull that off at Clemson and still not get a false start and go through their snap counts and their silent count. They had a great plan for that. But I just wonder if we've got paralysis by analysis going on here. We're not playing
1: fast, Tom. We're not playing fast, I can tell you that.
2: But that's also part of the development. Like, this is a kid who was afraid of his own shadow and wanted to be a wide receiver. And then you bring him out of his shell. He emerges. They win 10 games. You want him to be the front man. You give him a website for a Heisman again. Like, Jesus, Florida State, didn't you learn from Ponder? But I think there's that's this is the journey. When like you're a mentor or a teacher to somebody, they're going to go through wild swings. And you've just got to either pat him on the butt to get him to move forward or grab him by the shoulder and pull him back to hit the middle. And I think that's, that's a fair theory that maybe we're just trying to find the middle. But the good news is we're 4-0 even while he's trying to figure out who the hell he is at this next phase of his evolution.
1: It's huge to be 4-0 and figure this out, and you got the buy to do just that. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. fun for us to do, Tom, because I have a feeling we might agree, we might disagree, we might be somewhere in the middle on this. And, it's, uh, and, and, and the oddity of all of this, I know Corey wrote a piece for us this week on warchan.com about Florida State dropping in the rankings. And I agree with him. I don't know how you win the game on the road against Clemson. They've lost two times in like 20 years in Clemson. And, and you, you win a game there, uh, and somehow you drop in the polls. And then he also wrote in that, the very thing I was thinking when I saw the headline, so I'm glad he acknowledged it. Who the hell cares? Um, It doesn't really matter uh, where we're ranked in the AP poll or the coaches poll. Um, And and we all know the bottom line is this for Florida State. If Florida State continues to win football games, they will go to the college football playoff. Now, where you'll wonder, but you were wondering this before the season, and you're still going to wonder it, it's because of the sorry league that we're in. Where you'll wonder about Florida State is what if there are, in a year of seemingly a lot of parity, what if there are a lot of 11-1 and one teams? What if Florida State's 11-1 and one, and so is four other teams, or so are, excuse me, four other teams? Now you wonder how we're perceived, how Florida State's perceived, because then it is going to be a subjective thing where people are going to say, well, they just haven't looked good. I think that so and so looks better. And that is the problem within the sport that has existed forever. <laughs> is we don't really settle it on the field. We don't. I mean we we have this kind of every 20 years or so there's sort of this arbitrary, well, let's try this. Let's manipulate this and try this. And you know it's better than it used to be to some extent, but it is still to some degree also unfortunately subjective. So Florida State's got to play better for a lot of reasons. Florida State's got to play better because They're going to get beat if they don't. Uh, But also because they're trying to win a beauty contest to some extent. So I give you that backdrop. I wanted to, we haven't had a chance to talk about this together. Yesterday, Bill Connolly came out, or maybe it was the day before. I read it yesterday, so that's all that matters, damn it. Uh, With the the ranking of the undefeated teams. And he had the 27 undefeated college football teams and where they stand. And in fairness to Bill Connolly, who I think does a great job, Uh, He wrote, um, following an intense weekend with huge headliners, Ohio State over Notre Dame, Florida State over Clemson, Utah over UCLA, Oregon over Colorado. 27 teams headed to week five with huge aspirations and no blemishes. Only one unbeaten versus unbeaten matchup on the docket. That would be Kansas and Texas, by the way. And six unbeaten teams idle. This list could remain pretty large for another week. Of this week's 21 active unbeatens, his... Polling, the way he does it, SP SP Plus, projects them to win an average of 15.3 games. So we're going to lose a few of them this week, we think, maybe, perhaps. So let's celebrate the tremendous 27, as he says. He's got Washington number one. Now, I gotta tell you, Tom, right off the bat, I agree with him. I think Washington looks like the best team in football. I watch a lot of Washington because I like him. And I've also won money on him, if I'm being truthful. And I think their offense is sensational. Uh, it is something to behold. I think they got athletes everywhere. Quietly, somehow Washington just accrued a ton of talent over the last three years. And everywhere you look, there's an NFL guy. It's bizarre. I think Oregon's really good. I think you do too, by the way. Uh, there are several teams yeah. on this list. He's got Georgia at number two. Georgia hasn't played well. We know they have a ton of talent. We know they're loaded. But they've kind of been sleepwalking. So he punished them a little bit and put them at number two got Ohio State at number three. I would not. I would not. I I think Ohio State is a little bit like we are in the sense that they got a win over Notre Dame on the road, so you shouldn't be punished. They didn't look real good doing it. They weren't great. Their defense was very, very good, but they were kind of less than stellar offensively. He's got Michigan at number four. Who would know? Michigan hasn't played anybody with a pulse. Oregon's five. I would have had him at two, probably. Texas at six, Oklahoma at seven, no way, no how. I watch Oklahoma. They're not that impressive, but they are good. Penn State, I would have higher. He's got them eight. And you're wondering, where the hell is Florida State? Well, they're number nine. They're number nine on the uh, the Bill Connolly list here of the undefeated teams. And he writes this about Florida State, and then we will commence the discussion. Never question Florida State's resilience. The Knowles trailed LSU at halftime, stormed back to win in Orlando. They trailed Clemson by 10 early on the road and came back. On a strange, windy, injury plague day at Boston College, they gave up 19, a 19-0 run but stabilized in time to win the game by two. Eventually having to be resili- resilient all the time might backfire, especially against a schedule that features four current unbeatens in the next six. But Mike Norvell's Knolls are showing title-level maturity for sure. All right, so a nice little ride up there. He's got SC, by the way. That would be USC at 10th, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, but that's 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 where we stand. Um, you would have us, just out of curiosity, because I don't know, where would you rank us amongst the unbeatens?
2: Um, Well, I'd have to go blow by blow more than, like, looking at the eight in front of us and saying we deserve to be third. You know, I, so if you go blow by blow, Uh, Washington, I'd have us ahead of. I get that they scored a ton of points, but they played Boise, Tulsa, Michigan State, and Cal. I mean, what's their best win? Name their best win.
1: Yeah, no, 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 I got you.
2: Uh, Georgia, you'd be going by recruiting classes if you have Georgia ahead of Florida State. So, um, oh,
1: well, we'll be interrupting you real quick because I can see where this is going. If you're ranking teams by who they've beaten, Florida Mm -hmm. State's the number one team in the country.
2: I, it's a, it's an argument you could make. And I think, oh, I should, think it's a
1: very compelling argument that you can make. I, I think, I
2: think yeah. we're probably, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty ironclad argument. If you want to ding them for Boston college and put them at two or three, uh, but Oregon hadn't beat anybody. Um, you know, that Texas tech win looks a lot less valuable when Texas tech has lost to Wyoming and West Virginia, West Virginia beaten Texas tech 2013. Yeah. So that was that one weird spread. Remember in week two, and they're thinking, wow, what does Vegas know that, uh, that nobody else does that? This is within a touchdown. Well, it's not like Colorado's an impressive win. Let's no. let's you know that's ridiculous too. So, uh, I just Florida State well, again, has
1: by wins by wins. You are correct. I think. Well,
2: the Ohio State one's a joke too. So, if you want to say that the Notre Dame road win and the Clemson road win are a wash, or maybe a little bit less than a wash because Notre Dame was ranked and Clemson wasn't, I'll, I'll grant you that and say advantage Ohio State in that situation. Yeah, but we
1: got LSU, so that's the end of that.
2: It's like the game didn't exist. It's like we never played LSU. That's my problem with this ranking system. It's like the LSU win, and the pulling away in the second half never existed. You know what it does, dude?
1: You know what it does, Tom? I'll tell you what it does. It mirrors the way we feel watching our team. Where is that team? Where is the Florida State team that did that? They haven't existed since that game. It's bizarre. Where is that team? They're nowhere to be found. I'm not saying we should be penalized for that, but I'm telling you, that's what it is. People are watching the games, and they're going, eh. And so are we a little bit. But we're also doing it while fighting with ourselves because we know it's absurd not to give them credit for being 4-0 and for winning those two games. we got to give them
2: credit for that, but we yeah. know they're not right. Well, this is our brother. We can pick on them, but you can't. Right. This is the, these right. are unquestionably the two best wins in the country. Yes. And if you look at that list that Connolly put together of the strength of schedule, I don't give a damn about SB plus or the FPI. The FPI, he's already said that both of these rating systems, especially the FPI, has a lag effect. So you're yeah, drawing on you're, yeah. you're drawing on past season information which in the era of the transfer portal and NIL is outdated. That's useless to me. I don't care what happened last year. Doesn't matter. What matters is this year. And if you look at the strength of the record and the and the quality of the wins, Every team that's in front of Florida State on that list is in the 70s or worse, might be the 60s, or worse in terms of the strength of schedule, Florida State's top 30. So what are we doing here? They have the best wins. They have the best resume. Now, if you want to ding them for Boston College and say that takes them off the pristine number one level, fine, but they are squarely in the top four. And this is where it's important to me, too. You're right. When you laid it out there in the beginning, first impressions are very, very important because the College Football Playoff Committee is based with humans. And so they're consuming all of this information right now. And this is going to impact when they put out their first rating system in October. And uh, unless we get a little bit lucky here and a couple of these ACC teams continue to ascend in the rankings because they were so slow in the uptake in the preseason that Miami's only getting into the top 20. North Carolina's only barely into the top 20. Duke, same thing. You need them to stay strong, LSU to rebound. In order to get credit for wins that I think we're getting too little credit for. And when you're when you're trying to jostle between it could be buddy between, you know, playing in New Orleans or playing in Pasadena or any other thing with a four or a five, like I just I worry that the first impression of the ranking system and the gravity of that system is is going to hurt us because of the conversations that are being had right now, which are not warranted. They're not yeah. they're not warranted. No, I think Florida State's just got
1: to keep winning. I, I, I'm not overly concerned because that win over Duke, if you get it, it's going to be a good one. The win over Miami, if you get it, it's going to be a good one. I suspect that even the road win at the end of the year against Florida, if you get it, is going to be a pretty decent one because I don't think Florida's terrible. I don't. Um, I know everybody else does, but I don't. And I, uh, I I don't think they're good. I'm not trying to tell you they're a good team, but they're just, they're just, a slightly above average football team that has some real players on defense. I think the Florida defense is for real.
0: It's so, the, defense.
2: Yeah, the, the offensive matchup against our defense is great. They want to run the ball. We'll stop it. And then it's merch okay. versus the second. I,
1: I agree, but yeah. it's not as if we don't have a history of making kids who don't look like they can play at quarterback suddenly look very, very good.
2: Correct. I I think, but I think it's for the local market to get nitpicky and the national market to reward. What are the two best wins? This is what I don't understand. Like, it's not like we started the season at 22 or unranked and, and, you know, we've come such a long way, right? Right. We beat a top five team out the gate. Where would you, where would they have put us if, if Clemson's ranked 19th this weekend or 18th like Colorado was you think you think Clemson's better than Colorado yes (laughs) so (laughs) like is that is that the win that Oregon's getting credit for or is it the blowout scores against nobody's yeah no
1: I think it's well and this is the thing right we do
2: this all the time
1: all of us do to some extent I'm guilty of it too I mean watching teams, you you can, you know, like, for example, I respect your ability to assess a player's value in terms of their talent or where they would land in a draft or something. You and I do this together all the time. We've done it for years. We'll look at a player and say we think he's a second round or a fifth round or a third. We're usually pretty close to accurate. Sometimes we're off, but for the most part, we get it pretty right. When you watch Oregon play or you watch Washington play, there's no doubt they got athletes everywhere. It's amazing what they've done at Washington in particular. I'm blown away. And so when I see them and I think to myself, well, how would I score this Florida State versus Washington on a neutral field? I think I'm picking Washington. I think I am right now, right now. Doesn't mean I would, doesn't mean I would three weeks from now, because I do agree with this. And this is the other part, because it's fluid. If we start playing good football, look out, look out, because the ingredients are there to be the best team in the country or certainly one of the two or three best teams in the country at the very yeah. least, the ingredients are there. They just haven't put the ingredients together yeah. to make anything that's worth eating. And yet they're four and O. So it's, it's just bizarre. It, it This is the weirdest four and with two wins over very significant teams that matter that I can ever remember. And we've had a lot of four and teams. I mean, I, I you yeah. know, have <laughs> been coming to Florida state games since 1980.
2: We had, one last year. we had one last year too. Yeah.
1: So we've had a bunch of different, four and O teams. And we've always evaluated them in certain ways. Right. And you look at them and you're yeah. like, Oh, that's a dominant team or that's a, well, we haven't played anybody. Thank God. Or that's a, you know, and, and
2: this is the weirdest collection of wins I have ever seen. So for Washington really quickly, what is it about Washington's resume or what you've seen from them that has you believing that wins over Boise mm-hmm. and Tulsa and Michigan state and Cal, where they gave up 32 to Cal
1: well but if you watch that game it was a freaking blowout and they had their backups in pretty quick i i would tell you that when you watch them that the thing is watching them it's not the scores or who they've beaten because you're right winning 56 to 19 43 to 10 41 to 7 and 59 to 32 against teams that are thoroughly outmatched now michigan state is what they are cal is what they are cal obviously beat you know uh, or lost to Auburn 14 to 10 they were in the game so they got decent athletes it's a it's not but the resume to your point is not anything where you're going to be like oh look at that resume well right. good here's the good news for them they'll have every chance to prove it they play Oregon they play SC they play Utah they play Oregon State and they play Washington State all of those teams are ranked
2: right all it's, those teams are ranked and all those teams are good it's murderer's row yet yeah, what I'd say is like, are we prejudiced against our own team because we've seen them play two really good defenses in the first four games?
1: No, I think I'm prejudiced because of the Boston College game, and I think I'm prejudiced because of that second half offense, which is not offense. It's not. There's no discernible offense there. I, I, I think they they look like a team that's holding on for dear life, but winning games because they're tough, mm-hmm. and and they don't look like a team that is rising but falling, and yet they're undefeated, and I give them huge amounts of credit for that. But I've, I don't think we're blind. We know what we're looking at here. They can't block, Tom. Yeah, They well, struggle to block.
2: Okay, but here's what I'd argue, and I know that this is not the reality that we live in as a basis of where Clemson was before the game started. If they beat Duke by hook or crook, by hook or crook, however, you know, the, yeah. the, inside the five-yard line, is it plays out normally, and it's 24-21. You know, it's a yeah. close win, it's right. not it's not a dominant Clemson win, it's a headliner in its own way. The Clemson got a 28 to seven loss. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and they're number nine in the country, number 12 in the country. I think everybody is a whole lot more comfortable with the idea and the talking point that, well, that's a championship level defense that Clemson has. Florida State found a way, but good luck against that defense. But because there's no number next to their ranking on the score bug on ESPN, then automatically it's well, Clemson lost 28 to 7 to Duke and it's a disappointing team, and boy, Florida State barely got past Clemson when Clemson is just clearly down. Uh, If they're capable of losing to Duke, then this isn't the same Clemson team uh, or or team that's going to produce a bunch of NFL football players and doesn't have their ducks in a row. I don't think that's true either. So I think if Clemson was ranked, I I, I think we are overvaluing the rankings right now of opponents like Colorado versus Clemson. That's what I'll come back to. I think Oregon's getting more credit for blowing out Colorado than Florida State is going on the road and beating Clemson, and to me that's a farce. Doesn't make any sense.
1: I agree with you as far as the way they should be ranked. So I think we're having what's interesting I think we have two different discussions here. I think once again, if you rank Florida State based on their wins this year and not the way they've played recently, they would be number 1 or 2. Yeah. Number 1 or 2. I mean, maybe you can make an argument for Penn State. Maybe you could make an argument for Georgia just based on the recruiting rankings, like you said, where you're like, well, are we going to knock them because they're beating the bejesus out of bad teams? We know they're good. We know they're good. You know, Um And you can do that, by the way. People will say, well, this year is not last year, and you can't look at that and give them credit. Yes, you can. You can give Alabama credit for having number one, two, or three ranked recruiting classes 10 years in a row. You know they have
2: good players. Yeah, my question is, how is Texas getting more credit for beating Alabama with no quarterback than we are for beating LSU? Like, What the hell is that? That doesn't make a lick of sense.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I think that what they're saying is Texas is playing better right now. And uh, in their their thought is that they look like a more
2: well oiled machine than Florida State. Uh, give us a bunch of southern misses to start our season, and then we'd be number one, and they'd be talking about us at number one. And maybe that's not true, That that's the hard part here. Is just if you've got you know 240 minutes of a sample size, Florida State's 240 minutes is a hell of a lot more difficult with an objectively bad performance for 60 of them, yeah. Yeah, okay, and you've got to, you've got to give, yes, and there's no doubt. I think if I'm ranking
1: based on who has the best wins in the country, I'm pick, I'm picking Florida State number one. Yeah. And I would do it, you know, we do this all the time, like when there's a certain, like, when a game, when the line comes out for a game and it's the number that you wanted to bet it, you didn't like it, but you said, well, if somebody gives me 12 and a half, I'll take them, but you don't like them. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't like them. Well, then you hold, the, the phrasing for people who don't gamble is, is you hold your nose and place the bet. Because that's the line that you said it had to be for you to do it. Well, I would put Florida State number one, and I'd hold my nose because I would know that Florida State, as they're currently playing, is not the number one team in the country. And they don't look like the number one team in the country. But they have the two most impressive wins. I don't know about that. I I just – I think you do.
2: No, No, I think if you put Washington through LSU in week one and Clemson on the road in week four, I don't know that they look as impressive as we have. They might lose one of those games. I mean, they might, we'll never know.
1: I don't know. I think they would win, but I don't know. Ditto um, for Oregon. Ditto for Texas.
2: I mean, throw those teams through these
1: we first have four the games. two best wins, but we're not playing the way we did in the second half of the LSU game. So you can't make it sound like, because we won that game that we've looked a certain way since we haven't, we looked awful since. And I don't really, I mean, there are elements of what we've done where you say that's good. You know, I think red zone defense we've been very good we've been obviously we have been bowed up and we are still tough and we are mentally tough and I think we're physically tough in some ways too against the run I do think we are Uh, I don't think we're playing very well at several positions on offense and That has me very concerned, and it would have me concerned if you played the same game that we're playing now where we compare and contrast, all right, put Florida State on a neutral field against Georgia, you're going to pick Georgia. If you put Florida State on a neutral field against Penn State right now, I think you'd pick Penn State. You might not, but I think you would certainly – I think most people would lean that way. I think uh, neutral field games against a lot of these teams right now, you'd take the other side. But I do add the caveat that – Florida State can get a lot better. This bye week couldn't have come at a better time. And they can get healthy, and they can figure out who they are, what their identity is, and the way they want to play offense. And if they do, it's a very different discussion. I agree. All of a sudden, I think I would pick Florida State against most of these teams.
2: Yeah. If you want to rank teams on maximizing their potential, okay, fine. Throw us outside the top four. But uh, our potential is so great that whatever percentage we're operating at, I think is just as good as anybody in the country right now. And I'll grant you, I, I, it is objectively true. If this is a beauty pageant, we are not in the playoff. If the season ended today, we're not it's, but it's not a beauty pageant. It's about merit. And I think yes. if you put all these other teams that are in front of us, the other eight through LSU in week one and Clemson in week four at best, half of them come out of that four. and No, that's my thought.
1: Yeah, for example, I would tell you that I think Oklahoma would split. I think, uh, you know, I would argue. Ohio State
2: would split. They'd be lucky to split, I think, in fact.
1: Ohio State would split. Michigan would split, probably. Uh, The teams that we think objectively would win both those games, I think Georgia would. Um, Probably. I I actually think, I kind of think that Oregon team's good, dude. I really do. I think they're good. Not because they beat Colorado, because of their athletes. And they have a very good quarterback who's playing exceptionally well. So I I do think, and they play angry. I I like the way they play. It's fun to see the way he's got those guys motivated, but I don't know, we'd have to see the game. So, you know, we could agree to disagree on that. I don't know how many I would take of these teams to have won both those games. I wouldn't say Oklahoma. I probably would pick Penn State to win both those games. And I think I'd probably take USC to to win those games. Yeah, I I think there's too much offense. That kid at quarterback's the best player in the country. It's 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 if Arizona
2: state can drop uh, 20 odd points what what is Jaden Daniels going to do though so it's it's uh yeah it'd be 60 59. to 49 yeah <laughs> yeah i just I, I think we would have a
1: hard time getting stops against southern cal i think you agree with that they 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 can play some offense and we struggle a little bit
2: they don't have better receivers than lsu no they don't very few teams do they don't have very a, yeah their their quarterback mobility it's about the same yeah.
1: except for one quarterback is going to be the first pick in the
2: draft and the other one is uh, Drake May is going to go very high, but he's got a five-four touchdown-interception ratio right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's weird. I think I think in
1: terms of ability, we we both know Caleb is in another world compared to the quarterback at LSU. That's not even a. I mean, they're not
2: that quarterback at LSU has gone on against future opponents, <laughs> and his numbers are through the freaking roof. And if you look, we've seen him up
1: close and personal twice, and. I'm not drafting him I'm just telling you that right now I'm not
2: drafting him but it, it, Sundays don't matter when you play in college you know right. that that's, that's why Drake May isn't making the playoff every single year because what he's, you do he's in have North to do is show
1: me the ability to throw the ball consistently accurate from the pocket at some point to win meaningful games and they're going to lose another game or two because he doesn't yeah they will they'll lose another game or two because he doesn't and they have you know and they're in a tough conference so it'll be fascinating uh they did they did eke out the win against Arkansas. Uh, you know, and that so I hope they keep winning. Well, I need them to keep winning, frankly. Hopefully, Caleb can beat Utah this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Utah doesn't get Cam rising back, Utah is gonna get blown out. And I'm Mr. Utah. Yeah.
2: That that's the thing about the pack is so great this year, uh in terms of entertainment value. Those all look, here's the funny thing. They could all be actually like the eighth best team to the eighteenth best team. I don't think so, but they're all gonna play each other, so we'll find out. Yeah. And then there's only going to be one standing at the end. I don't think the pack can get two in there. They all play each other too often. <laughs>
1: yeah, they do. The one thing I will say that I think is objectively true, and I think the draft will bear this out, by the way. It's not just my opinion of it because I've watched those teams. I think objectively the Pac-12 by far and away has the best quarterbacks in the country. It's it's unreal the bevy of quarterbacks that are playing in the Pac-12 right now. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a kid that is six 235 with a cannon and can move. You're like, what in the world is going on in the Pac-12?
2: I'm not ready for Bo Nix just yet. I'm not ready to crown his ass. But look, every one of those quarterbacks has a chance to prove it by the end of this year, which is great. And I think I think this league is better this year. We don't talk about that at all, but this league is better this year.
1: Yeah, the ACC is better this year. You're right. I, I, there's no doubt the ACC is better than we thought it was going to be. Um, it's not 2014, but it, it's not that far away, I don't think. Yeah, they're the well, and you know what? If Clemson goes on to go 10 and 2, and Miami goes 10 and 2, and Florida State goes 12 and 0, and Duke finishes 9 and 3 or 10 and 2? I mean, goodness gracious, yet yeah, North Carolina doesn't somehow just fall on their face against somebody that they shouldn't lose to like they normally do. I mean, who knows? Chef Cameron show 933 real talk radio war chat. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins. And I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too. It is... um, A simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole Food Source Nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise.
0: The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk
1: 93.3. I watched the rain it in. Disappeared days again. Most of us will stay in so i'd say uh, this was a weighty hour and a fun hour and at the end of this hour i'd like to ask you and everybody else Based on the evidence, based on what we've seen, based on the glass being half full or half empty, depending on the way you view the problems or the inconsistencies or the, you know, less than less than uh, sharp and, and, and focused play, in spite of all of that being 4-0, you know, it's it's amazing. Do you think, because they survived it, because the convoluted way in which they've played has still rendered four wins and no losses and the two wins in the most significant games that we all tagged for the entire schedule have already been played I mean we all viewed LSU and Clemson as the two biggest hurdles nobody thought Florida would be nobody thought Miami would be nobody's picking Pitt to be the 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 two biggest hurdles are in, in your rear view do you think they go undefeated
2: yeah, yeah, this is a great question because you should feel more relief, right? But like you I don't do feel, I do you, feel relief big time.
1: Oh, I feel relief, but you don't feel more relief. You don't feel Now yeah. games have emerged that are possible pitfalls that you would have never Like I can hear it in your voice when we talk about Syracuse. You're a little concerned it's going to be a problem.
2: Well, I'm concerned about us. It, you know, yes. this, this is where yes. they're But this is where they're correct. It's more about us than them. You know, it's just I get down to more about the resume building at this point. Uh, you know, we just talked about beauty contests.
1: I just want to win games. I don't care.
2: Well, if you win them all, then you're fine. You're going to
1: win them all. If you win them all, it doesn't matter if you win them all by one.
2: I like margin for error here. I like coming up the 18th fairway at Augusta with a four shot lead, not a one shot lead. You know Agreed. what
1: I'm saying? Agreed, but you can win the tournament by one. So the, the you have to just keep winning. Now, I think they'll play better. I really do. I don't know how they couldn't play better offensively.
2: Yes, I agree. And I, and you're not facing Clemson every week. I, I keep going back to that. In that building against that desperate team.
1: Florida's defense is going to have something for us down in Gainesville. You're going to have to play sharp and play
2: well. Thankfully, that's two months away. I would, I would <laughs> hope that we are in better position to handle a yeah. situation like that two months from now.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Listen, Miami, I'm glad the game is up here this year. I I know we always scoff at Miami's quote unquote home field advantage. And given that we were just down there and beat them 45 to three, uh, you know, it is kind of funny to to roll your eyes at it. But admittedly, I I think they're a different team and a better team this year. I don't think they're great. I just think they're a lot better than they were a year ago.
2: You know, it's interesting. I'll say it briefly because I know we're up against it. But the Duke matchup is a weird one for our offense because they're going to play back. So I think the middle of the field is gonna be where you have to operate. That's Imagine that's that. Imagine
1: ahead. that. Imagine yeah. that. Go ahead
2: and utilize the middle of the field. Our fans will keel
1: over in their seats. Our number two, <laughs> Jeff Cameron show, ninety-three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment.